The Fields Auto Group proudly presents Huddle Up, Huddle Up. with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shatter, John Osher, and NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to the new era. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks starts right now. And welcome in. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. It's Wednesday afternoon. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we've got a busy 30 to 45 minutes or so today, as we always do on Wednesdays. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks standing by with us. Jaguars.com senior writer John Osier. We'll look ahead to Week 15, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars at TIAA Bank Field, both teams at 2 and 11. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen all spoke with the media today. We'll get some of the highlights there. John Osher with us here in Jacksonville. Bucky Brooks with us out in Los Angeles. Bucky, good afternoon to you. What's up? It's all good. What's going on, guys? Oh, you, hey, uh, we're getting ready for week 15, John. Uh, a division matchup this week at home. The Jaguars are trying to get some points first off and get something positive going. A lot of noise around here lately. Well, as Trevor likes to say, they're not going to cancel them. So uh, they're going to play games the rest of the season. So Jaguars need to show up and do the best they can. Uh, I, you know, four games remaining. I don't know where the offense is going to improve. Uh, but it's been seven and zero the last two weeks. So let's see if they can get into double digits against a team that you ought to be able to get into double digits against. Yeah, I mean this is a this is set up for wow. the uh, the Jags, right, Bucky? I mean it's the the two lowest wait, scoring wait, teams wait, in football. Like, Come on, I'm, John. I'm gonna need more optimism and positivity. Like, I, look, we're we're on Wednesday now. Like, we're looking ahead. We're, we're focused on like this is gonna be the best performance that we've seen this year. I need more positivity. Like, okay, Bucky. I, here, here, here you go. Come you're on. on the West Coast, so maybe you just rolled out of the rack. I've had a long day today, Buck. <laughs> How about that? No, it, it's. I do think there's some room for positivity later in the show because I do think there are ways for the offense against the Texans to, to, to uh, generate some points. I, I, yeah, they've lost by 51 the last two weeks, the Jags. Yes. Yeah, no, but the Texans have lost yeah, by 50, it, it, so there you go. It should be a very even matchup. It should be a very <laughs> even matchup. But that's a good way to look at it. Let's uh, start with Trevor Lawrence today and – Yes, it's been a noisy week around the organization. The aftermath of the Week 14 shutout loss of the Jaguars in Nashville. Owner Shad Khan was out in the media this week around his 10th anniversary of ownership. All the reports of last Saturday before that game in Tennessee and the response to that on Monday, uh, Sunday after the game and Monday as well. Now it's on to Week 15 and we heard from the quarterback today, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's been noisy, but the drama at some point must stop. Yeah, I mean, you're always you're always going to have some form of drama. I've learned that even just the NFL is just more drama in general than college, no matter where you're at. But you're right. I mean, there's been a lot. And, I, yeah, to your point, I do think that has to change. And, um, you know, that's something that we need to work on for sure. So you can't always be in the headlines. You just got to go play football, and that's where we're trying to get. And I, I have no doubt we'll get there, but for sure. You can't always be in the headlines. You just got to go play football, Bucky. That's the money quote of the day, I think. Yeah, no, I think it is money quote of the day. And I think uh, as you look ahead to this year and beyond, I think Trevor Lawrence understands it. I think he gets it. He understands that like, you can't be a very successful franchise and organization if you have a lot of the outside noise uh, and you're heavily involved in the drama. 
it's one thing to have like outsiders talking about the team. It's another thing to be um, intimately involved in why they're talking about the team. And so that has to quiet down. But as a franchise quarterback, I think the one thing that we've seen this year, his maturity is really beyond his years. He's really stepped into that role as a QB1 in terms of being a leader on and off the field. And I think it will eventually serve him well as the leader of the team, having gone through this kind of topsy-turvy, uh, very dramatic first season. I thought uh, people made a lot of Trevor talking about James Robinson last week. To me, I thought this was Trevor Lawrence saying, however it stops, it has to stop. And we need to be focused on football. It needs to be quieter and more focused on football now and in the future. Uh, I thought it was as stand-up and as poised and as well-spoken and well-handled the way that you could possibly answer that question. As impressed as I've been with Trevor since he got here, uh, I thought today was a staggeringly impressive moment for him. An important moment. Yeah. So that's yeah, I think, I think it was very important. I think the one thing, John, just, just remember how Trevor came into this league and how he first started talking when he had the initial press and how we saw him early. And to see him now, Oh, it is absolutely his team. He is absolutely the guy that you put on the billboards. He has all of that stuff. They'll clean up the stuff that is impacting him on the field in terms of the turnovers and those things. But the leadership qualities and those things, I don't think if you're management of front office ownership, I think you picked the right guy at number one. Now it's about how can you get him to play like the number one pick on the field. Let's get to on the field. Of course, Lawrence had those four interceptions in the second half. This past week against Tennessee, trying to claw back into that football game in Nashville. Urban Meyer today on those interceptions against Tennessee. The only one that was a bad one was the, uh, the he forced the last one. The other one was a tip ball. The other one, in my mind, down the field, the receiver's got to go get that ball, compete for the ball. And I always, I've said that, I think, on the radio show, just the 50-30-20 rule is something that we live by. And that's 50% of the time quarterback makes a mistake. 30% of the time, that's on the receiver. For whatever reason, some wrong depth tip ball. And then 20% is like a protection issue where, you know, they blitzed and the guy dropped out and caught Trevor right at the, you know, those are all, everybody wants to blame the quarterback. We don't do that. We, it's because, first of all, that's not true. On occasions, it's true, but most of the time, it's spread the responsibility. There's Urban teasing the Urban Meyer show on the Jaguars radio network uh, last night, Bucky, uh, the 50-30-20 rule. It, it makes sense. Yeah. It is a full-team offensive concept. Sometimes it is a quarterback's fault. Sometimes it's not. No, I like that. I learned something, 50-30-20. I know how to allocate the blame if something ever goes wrong with the whole of podcast. Like, it's 50% me, maybe 30%. It's all me, Bucky. It's all on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the low one. Because I'm I know the... J.O. Yeah, no, zero, zero, hundred. Yeah, so, but no, I, I like that. I, I think he is right. Um, a lot w will be made. A lot has been made about Trevor Lawrence's turnovers and those things. And uh, people on the outside are talking about how poorly he has played based on his draft position. But I will say, look, man, we see it every week. We're looking at it. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of support around him. One, the talent around him. He doesn't have enough guys that can separate and create big open windows. And then I would say from a schematic standpoint, it's not ideal, the system that he's playing in, but it is what it is. Ideally, you want to make better decisions, take care of the ball, because it was an effort where the defense played well enough for the team to win. Offensively, you got to kind of find a way to score enough points to stay in these games. 
the four interceptions last week bothered me as little as four interceptions as four interceptions could possibly bother. You. I thought the first one was clearly a uh, a drop. Uh, the second one, I think he'd like to have back. Uh, but the third one was a punt on third and eight, and you're throwing it up. And the fourth one, you're down by 17. I, I, you know, a kid trying to make a play, and a kid trying to be competitive and and probably frustrated with. I don't think the fourth one happens if it's a if it's a three point game. So I don't want four interceptions, neither does he. But I'm not worried that that's going to be a thing for Trevor. He, he mentioned today, among many other things, he reduced his interceptions when he wanted to reduce them through the middle of the season. And I think now he's looking at it and saying, okay, I know I can do that. Now he has to find out. I think Bucky would agree with this. He has to find out, even if it means taking some chance throws and making some mistakes, he has to find out what his strengths do, what he can do and what he can't do. And I may even be stealing a quote from Bucky. He's probably said that already this show or this season. He has to figure out what he can do, where he can go with the ball, what his arm can do and what it can't. So I, I, at this point in the season, I trust that he will learn from his own mistakes. I trust that he will continue learning from every rep because I think he's that smart. So I don't mind a few mistakes right now. I'm not going to worry about that interception in the fourth quarter against the Titans when I'm analyzing Trevor Lawrence in March. You know, I, I think that's it. I think every young quarterback has to figure out where that line is when it comes to where can I squeeze the ball into, when I need to dial it back, when I need to play safe. Uh, it's part of learning how to manage the game. And I know people hate that game manager term, but like a lot of playing quarterback is about managing the game, understanding time, score, situation, when I can be a little more aggressive, when I need to dial it back. And that's something that he's learning. One of the reasons why you play a young quarterback is to get him these live reps and experience. And I think what we're seeing is, look, he, he's learning, he's trying to figure it out, but eventually uh, these things will work to his benefit down the line. It would help if they could run the ball a little bit more effectively than right. they did well, last week as well. And or, or, point or, if they, or if they tried it. Right. It's up to the quarterback to be a guy who can learn from it. I mean, if you're just throwing interceptions willy-nilly and you keep doing it, well, then it doesn't do you any good. But he seems to me a guy who can process it, who can know it. And, you know, the eight runs last week, I I kind of get it. I mean, when you're down like they were, uh, they only ran, what, like 48 plays? Uh, they didn't run an incredible amount of plays, but they were also still in the game at times when they could have been running. So... Uh, last week seemed like sort of a half and half on that front to me. I, you know, I'm it's not just sure. so starkly low. It's a it, franchise it, records are alarming and all that. Yeah, but it, it considering is. But that game. Um, you know, it. I watched the first quarter of that game, Buck. Um, it didn't seem to me like pounding it into the middle. Nothing was going to work, but I didn't think that was going to work. Oh, I mean, I can't say that it was going to work, but what you would like to see is um, if you're going to take that approach where you don't throw it or you don't run it, then what you want is high percentage throws, like a bunch of quick screens, a bunch of quick passes, things where you can complete 75 to 80% of those throws, and you can replace the running game with the short passing game. But what you can have is we're not going to run it, but then it's a higher level degree um, throwing session because then you don't have the efficiency that you want on offense and so it's one of those things that I think everyone is trying to figure it out I think um, 
you have Daryl Bevel and those guys trying to figure it out on offense, man. What, what can we do with what we have in front of us? What can we do to help the young quarterback? And everybody's trying right now, man. We're just spinning the wheel and nothing's coming up. We'll return in a moment and get into the defensive performance last week and moving ahead against the Houston Texans a little bit later. We'll get into the Texans season so far. It's been a struggle down there also. And a lot coming up. We are off and running and Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. And this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. That's the essence of this great game is complimentary. How do you take care of each other and you stick together at all costs? I have of all the losses, which losing eats away at your soul. Um, however, uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen it like what I saw uh, Sunday. And that was a credit to the leadership of defense and then uh, stick the elevator, you know, picking each other up. It was, it was amazing. You know, you, you get a couple first downs is, is uh, difficult as the offense was. We were still in that darn game. That's it. Head Coach Urban Meyer, of course, today. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Ozier, along with, yes, Bucky Brooks. He's out in Los Angeles. Well, he's talking about the defense fighting in that game, of, of course. There were some long drives early in the first half. They couldn't get off the field some. And, but then in the second half, those quick change situations, the four interceptions, the Jags and the ensuing drives after them allowed a total of 21 yards and only a field goal. And that's what Urban was alluding to there, Bucky. Just that they, second half, it's still at, at one point it was a, a 10 nothing game, and then it was 17, but it could have really gotten out of hand quickly. Yeah, it could have gotten out of hand quickly, but the defense stepped up and played. I think it was one of their better performances. When you look at the way that they competed and got after it, uh, it was impressive. Now, look, Tennessee is shorthanded. They don't have Derrick Henry. They didn't have A.J. Brown, who means all those guys like aren't necessarily playing roles, but it doesn't matter. Like for a defense that has struggled, I like the effort. I like the energy. I really like the execution. And the guy at the top of the list, Damian Wilson, really stood out to me. He and Miles Jack combined for 20 tackles, being able to make plays, being able to have enough physicality and toughness inside to do with that running game. Uh, it's a pretty impressive effort. I think you can build upon that. And over the next four games, what you're trying to do is build some positive uh, momentum going into the offseason. And so let's see if the defense can continue to build upon this performance. John, you, you know, throughout the year, we're trying to figure out what the offensive identity mm -hmm. is. I don't know if they've really figured that out yet. Defensively, you know, they're going to try to stop the run, and they're going to bring some heat. They're going to pressure yeah. it up a lot of different ways from Joe Cullen. You have a pretty good idea of what they are. Yeah. And, they, you know, they do have some areas they could improve, but that's what this defense is. Right. There's a sliver of an element of watching that game. You knew the Titans – figured out once they were up 10 nothing, they needed to not make mistakes in order to win that game. So there's a little bit, a, a, the smallest sliver of the Titans were not necessarily airing it out, not necessarily bringing their A game in the second half. That said, I think there is definitely something to what Urban said about the resiliency of this defensive unit is staggeringly impressive right now. Um, They've done this three or four different times where they've played really well when the offense was just absolutely, uh, you know, 
nothing, which it was the other day. And you're at the point of the season now by week 13 where if that wasn't real, it would have gone away. Um, so the one thing they've got to do, it feels to me, uh, Bucky, like there is a base laid for this defense. I think they know that there are five, six, seven guys who are really good, really rotational, uh, you know, you know, Smoot, Allen, Jack, Damian Wilson, Shaq Griffin, uh, uh, Tyson Campbell, Roy Robertson Harris. There are guys that you would like to see back in part of the core. Their step that they have to take, creating takeaways, creating turnovers, six this season, one in the last five games. Bucky, I think a lot of that is because the other offenses aren't doing anything because they know the only way they're going to lose this team is to give up turnovers. But how much do they need, Bucky, in terms of creating turnovers? Is it just one pass rusher? Is it one safety? Where do you find that? Uh, it's a few different things. Um, one is being able to control the game offensively, being in the game so the op- offense has to take more chances. Uh, I think the other thing is, you know, you need a pass rusher because the, the guy who's responsible for 50% of the fumbles is typically the quarterback. So you want to hit the quarterback, the quarterback drops the ball. That's how you typically get turnovers. And then the other thing, it has to be a point of emphasis. So everything that you see in practice has to be about creating turnovers. So you got to see DBs catching the ball, linebackers catching the ball, punching it out. You have to have the pass rushers attacking the quarterback and hitting the bags and learning how to knock it out. It has to become habitual. And so if you get those things, that's when the turnovers become. But a lot of it is, like John said, the game has to be at a point where the offense has to be aggressive so you can take advantage of the aggressiveness. Yeah, it, that's the point I always make. When you've got six takeaways for the season, um, to me, that's rarely, hey, this defense isn't any good. To me, when you've got six takeaways, you probably look at that season overall and think, boy, that's a team that has not led very much, mm-hmm. and they haven't – they haven't led in five weeks. To me, it's not a coincidence you only have one takeaway during that the time. The team's getting conservative uh, a lot of the game, yeah. Why should you sure. take any chances offensively against this sure. team right now when you know this offense can't come back on you? Speaking of pass rushers, we heard from Josh Allen today. The last three weeks, he has combined for seven tackles. He's been on the injury report some as well. Josh Allen trying to get something going down the stretch the final four games, if not for himself, for the guys around him. I really do want to finish, you know what I'm saying, statistically good, mentally good, and physically good all at the end of the day. And, you know, if I'm not getting statistically there, then I hope one, my brother Smoot, you know what I'm saying, Malcolm Brown, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I expect one of them to pick up that slack. So when I get my slack back, I ain't going to let them slack off. You know what I'm saying, now we can all lead together, you know, and that's vice versa for any situation. And uh, so my goal is, man, to, to finish, you know, I still, you know, all pro. My mentality is still all pro. You know what I'm saying? Pro Bowl player. That's still my mentality. That's the way I'm going to finish. And hopefully it continues like that through the rest of the group. So the uh, Josh Allen versus Josh Allen game, Bucky, back in week nine, he had eight tackles, the sack, the interception, the fumble recovery. We, we all remember that one. That ended a string of four straight games with seven or more tackles. He was really kind of coming into his prime. Had a week 10 game where he had two tackles. Then he had 10 the next week. Since then, it's been a little quiet statistically for Josh Allen. It would be nice to see him jump back up down the stretch here. Yeah, you'd like to see the production step up for him. But some of that is like the nature of the position. Like typically you get sacked in bunches. 
Uh, it's not like a steady drip like the coffee machine where you just get a, a sack a week and you finish with 17 sacks on the year. Um, I think it's one of the things when he caught everybody's attention with that Buffalo game. And so I think if you look at the defense, the number one thing that you talk about if you're an opposing offensive coordinator is how are we going to handle number 41? Because number 41 can be the one guy that can create the turnovers that John talked about that could give the Jaguars enough life to win the game. And so let's make sure we take care of him. We'll take our chances with the other guys because this doesn't appear to be another dynamic player at the line of scrimmage. And some of that has caused his production to go down. But I like his mindset. And I like what he said. He talked about, look, if my numbers go down, I expect other guys to pick it up. And then when they pick it up and I'm able to get back on track, then we'll raise up the level of the defense. And so I like his mentality. I mean, and I'll say this, and look, I know they're 2-11, but there's some good young pieces to build around. Um, it's just a, a, about putting the right things around them and having the right environment that allows them to flourish. This kind of goes back to our conversation a moment ago, John, with the conservative nature of the yeah. other teams a lot of the game, too. You're not going to have, you know, seven-step drop, stand back there patting the football quarterback right. when they're up by three scores. Yeah, to me, Josh needs two things. He needs one more elite guy, because I think he can be elite, on their front seven, meaning you know, Damian Wilson, Miles Jack, but I'm talking about the front five that go after the quarterback. He needs one more guy in there that other teams have to be scared of, and he needs to play with leads. I know I'm a broken record on this. 11 games this year out of 13, they have trailed by double digits at some point. Mm. Uh, if you're an opposing coordinator, why in the world, up double digits, do you let your quarterback drop and give Josh Allen a chance to go get a sack fumble? When you're up 10 points, you drop your quarterback three or five steps and say, hey, if Josh gets close, you throw the ball out of bounds. And, <laughs> right. and I'm simplifying it, yeah. but don't make a mistake where they can turn the game on you. Uh, great pass rushers get great usually because they're playing with leads. That's how it works. And the Jags have not had a lot of that uh, this season. Let's come back and take a look at the Houston Texans. Both teams 2-11 coming into this Week 15 matchup, and this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. You know, you guys, you guys are great, but uh, <laughs> I think, I, I've, you know, <laughs> guys are great but uh I'm, I'm not very old but i've learned a, a few things and dealing with the media over my time and just uh, i think it's you got to be wise and you can't ever take things back that you say especially publicly so um i've kind of learned that luckily not the hard way just from watching watching other people throughout my career and um that's just something i've always been cautious of and but yeah like exactly like you said within the team coaches locker room players like that's you gotta uh speak your mind that's Trevor Lawrence, of course, today, and welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, along with Bucky, and the Jaguars face the Houston Texans for the second time this season. Way back in week one, the Texans knocked off the Jaguars at NRG Stadium. It's a totally different Texans team these days. We start on offense. They are dead last in the league in many categories, including points per game, Total offense, rushing offense. They've got a new quarterback in there now, Bucky, and Davis Mills, the third-round rookie out of Stanford who went over 300 last time out. What do you make of Mills? So he's not a bad player. you got to remember when this kid came out, he was the number one recruit at the position. 
Um, going to Stanford, had some injuries that kind of only, I think it limited him to maybe 11 games where he was able to start at Stanford, but he's a very talented player. Uh, this go around because he started some games and Tyrod Taylor came back and then he came back last week. He had a really solid performance, over 300 yards at one touchdown. Um, did a really good job of getting into the playmakers. Uh, they do have some playmakers on the perimeter when you think about Revan Jordan and Nico Collins and then Brandon Cooks. And so this is not a walkover. This is a game where the Jaguars need to hit him and change the time and the rhythm of the passing game and make the young guy kind of see um, bodies in his face so he has to throw around those and maybe some of the turnovers that we haven't been able to get, maybe we're able to get those this weekend. We've got some uh, issues in the running back room. Rex Burkhead is not going to play this week. They've got some changes there. They haven't been able to run the ball no matter who's back there this season. Defensively, John, uh, who the heck are these guys? They are totally different from the Texans of the years past, obviously, with all these new faces and guys have moved on or been cut or waived or traded or whatever the case may be. This is not the same. They haven't been able to stop the run, and they certainly moved on from players – it feels like, you know, the definition of a complete rebuild. Uh, you know, I haven't – I frankly haven't spent a lot of time studying the Texans this week. <laughs> Jaguars things to attend yeah, to. Yeah, right. but I know that they are not uh, – they're the same defense conceptually, meaning they are going to try to play at all costs with bend but don't break, which means they give up a lot of yards, but they also face the ball because they play the zone bl- – I mean uh, – 4-3, Tampa 2. So the, uh, they're going to play zone. They're going to try to force turnovers. When they've been good, they have forced turnovers, and that's because of Levy Smith's approach. Giving up points, but there have been times they have been able to get significant number of takeaways. That, to me, would be what would scare me if I'm the Jaguars this week. Yeah, it is scary because what they want to do is they want to play with their eyes on the quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence struggles. Uh, the first matchup with that because they played his eyes, they read his mail, they were able to kind of get some picks because they were able to kind of get early breaks on throws. And so Trevor has to be better with his eye management, uh, looking one way, coming back the other. He has to be better with, in terms of being more precise because a zone defense like that, they kind of feast off tips and overthrows for interceptions. And so it's about being very efficient, very decisive, more importantly, being very accurate with the ball. If he's accurate with the ball, he won't have any issues. When we return, our final thoughts ahead of this Week 15 matchup, the Jaguars and the Houston Texans coming up at TIAA Bank Field. And this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. Final moments, Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier along as well. And the Jaguars get the Houston Texans this Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. The Jags have dropped five straight for the second time this season. The Jags have also lost the last seven meetings with the Texans and 18 of the last 24. It's a lot. So that's not good. Yeah. Got to, at some point, uh, cut all that out. But, uh, hey, battle of two and 11 teams. Bucky, what's your feeling on this one? Well, the feeling is, I mean, it should be a, a very evenly contested game. And this is one where um, the Jaguars have to kind of stick to the formula. The formula is for James Robinson to be a big part of the game plan. they got to run the football. they got to find a way to get the ball to the perimeter, to the playmakers, and hope that Trevor Lawrence can get back on track. And if they do that, and then the defense just shows up and gives the same kind of effort uh, that they played with against the Titans, this should be a game that the Jaguars win. This is one that I expect them to win. Um, look, they own one. They should split. They can't. They can't get swept by the, the Texans. 
No. Uh, it, it could always get worse, and that would be the way it could get worse, John. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to lose to this team at home, uh, but you need to score some points to do that. This is a team, like I said earlier, you feel like you ought to be able to run on this team. You feel like you ought to be able to score points on this team, but they've scored nine points a game over the last five games. So it's, uh, let's face it, there's nothing about this team right now that makes you think they're going to go out and blow somebody out. So, uh, they need to play well. They need to score. Uh, do I think they can do it? They can. Do I think they will? I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> no, I mean. Always, it's what it is. Always, always yeah. the positive. Always well, positive. I mean, always you know. The positive. They've. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me why I should what be positive. What happened to the but... guy? Like, I, I feel like, well, you, you've, been, you've been down there longer than I've been back with the team. What happened to the guy that used to end the podcast like, hey, we're going to throw it. We're going to throw it. What happened to that guy? I, I, I firmly believe their defense down. this week will play well. I believe it'll be a, a, a game in the teens. And I guess after scoring nine points a game for seven straight games, I need to see evidence they can get into the teens. Yeah. Air it out, right? No, air it out. Johnny wants to air it out. Uh, I think we all do. Uh, Bucky, uh, safe travels. We'll talk to you a little later this week, man. Enjoy it. All right, man. You guys have fun. Bucky Brooks out of here. Trent Padilla on the video side. Brent Reaver also. And Joe Fortunato on the audio. For John Osher and our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network.